It's time for our Trees Are Key podcast, brought to you by Texas A&M Forest Service. I'm Paul Johnson. Welcome to episode 309. Last week, we explored why succession is key, and this week, we're going to discuss why equity is key. We've suspected, and anecdotally known, that there tends to be more trees in more affluent areas. Last year really helped raise the profile of social equity as an area of national concern. We've been striving to help improve services and tree canopy for underserved populations for years. Now that we know for a fact that healthy trees, healthy lives, it's not a minor or aesthetic issue, it's a quality and quantity of life issue. One organization that's been working in this realm is American Force, and they are releasing a new tool to help visualize and quantify the disparity between different populations. Let's look at a post from their website, AmericanForest.org. Quote, American Forest has been at the forefront of achieving tree equity for years. In fact, we coined the phrase because trees are often sparse in socioeconomically disadvantaged neighborhoods and some neighborhoods of color. Simply put, Tree equity is about ensuring every neighborhood has enough trees so that every person can reap the benefits that trees have to offer. American Forests can now calculate a tree equity score for urban areas, cities and towns that have at least 50,000 people across the United States. The score is an indicator of whether the neighborhood has enough trees so all people experience the health, economic, and other benefits that trees provide and it's based on such factors as the existing tree cover, population density, income, employment, race and ethnicity, age, and urban heat island effect as measured by surface temperature. How can tree equity score be used? City government employees, community activists, urban foresters, and others are encouraged to use the scores specifically in areas where low tree cover overlaps with socioeconomic and environmental needs. To make the case for planting more trees in neighborhoods and allocating resources needed to do so. After the case for more trees has been made, our new Climate and Health Action Guide can be used to optimize existing and create new urban forestry programs. Doing so will help improve scores, improve urban forests' ability to slow climate change, and protect public health. Actions include maintaining or increasing the extent of urban forest, reducing the urban heat island effect, and other biological stressors, and lowering the risk of tree damage. For Rhode Island, there will be a companion piece to the guide that includes information on selecting trees to plant that can withstand the changing climate and provide the highest level of public health benefits. The guide is being developed by American Forest the Northern Institute of Applied Climate Science, and the United States Forest Service. American Forest has developed Tree Equity Score Analyzer, TESA, for people in urban areas that want to dive deep into decision-making around tree equity and improve neighborhood scores. People can explore their score layer by layer to see how it relates to specific parcels of land. TESA also allows for the integration of additional data layers that are locally available. This will allow users to plan even more targeted tree planting projects that align with local climate, health, and economic goals, identify tree planting opportunities, 
and to scope out different scenarios for tree projects. Rhode Island is home to the first TESA. Additional analyzers will be created in places where there is demand and investment. Included in the Tree Equity Score Analyzer tool are carbon sequestration estimates and other co-benefits from the impact certification developed by our partner City Forest Credits and Dr. Kathleen Wolf, a social scientist who researches perceptions of nature in cities. The impact calculation calculates the environmental, human health, and equity benefits of tree planting projects. Cities rarely report on the impacts associated with their tree planting projects other than the number of trees planted and volunteer hours contributed. The impact certification helps cities plan tree planting projects, develop different scenarios for the projects, and identify parcel-specific planting opportunities. To date, we've created scores for all urbanized areas in Rhode Island, Maricopa County, Arizona, home to Phoenix, Pima County, Arizona, home to Tucson, Detroit, Michigan, Houston, Texas, the Puget Sound area of Seattle, and the San Francisco Bay area of California, and Miami-Dade, Florida. All of these scores, which can be found at treeequityscore.org, show a need to plant and protect more trees in socioeconomically disadvantaged neighborhoods. This need is mainly due to federal redlining, a legacy of disinvestment in communities of color and low-income neighborhoods. Our government and nonprofit partners in the regions where we've created scores are leading the charge by making urban forestry investments in places with the greatest need. The score range is 1 to 100, with 100 being the best from the standpoint of achieving tree equity. A map of tree cover in any city in the United States is too often a map of race and income. Addressing socioeconomic and racial disparities in tree cover is one of the reasons to calculate your neighbor's tree equity score. Trees are critical infrastructure that every person in every neighborhood deserves. Trees can help address damaging environmental inequities and climate change-induced problems, such as cardiovascular and lower respiratory tract illnesses, which disproportionately affect vulnerable populations and people of color. By trapping air pollutants, trees help keep the air clean, which reduces the risk of such illnesses. Trees minimize the chance of heat-related illnesses and death. They help protect people from heat, which is more intense now due to climate change, by lowering temperatures and counteracting the urban heat island effect. This is significant given that a tenfold increase in heat-related deaths is expected in the eastern U.S. by 2050. Trees can help reduce surrounding air temperatures by as much as 9 degrees Fahrenheit. And because cool air settles near the ground, air temperatures directly under trees can be 20 to 45 degrees cooler than air temperatures in nearby unshaded areas. Communities of color in cities are often exposed to higher temperatures within urban heat islands since many of the neighborhoods they live in have been historically subjected to racist policies such as redlining, resulting in a lack of trees. Tree equity score could be used to prioritize investment in such neighborhoods. End quote. Don't know much about redlining? There's a webinar from the U.S. Forest Service that's a good resource. Search the web for USFS webinar on redlining, and select the link that starts Redlining's Intensifying Harm, Rising Temperatures. What are you or can you do to help with equity? Host tree adoptions? 
make sure you're holding them in areas where the need is greatest. Have the ear of community leaders. Raise this issue and help them see the challenges. Volunteer with your local tree planting nonprofit. Don't have a local nonprofit? Start one. There are so many ways that we can work together to increase tree equity. In case you haven't listened to recent episodes, I have a bit of news. I've left TFS to join SFI, the Sustainable Forestry Initiative, to start their urban forestry program. It has been my pleasure and honor to work with TFS for the past 16 years, and this podcast has been one of my highlights. I'm pleased that TFS wants to finish Season 6. There will be three more episodes, and TFS is planning on maintaining all 312 episodes as a resource. They will still be available on our website, tfsweb.tamu.edu, and through your podcast app. I know I'll say it again, but thank you. This started as such a crazy idea a decade ago, and you've made it a success that has grown beyond our expectations. I may have left the Forest Service, but I'm not leaving the industry or the state of Texas. Look for me and ask about the future of trees, forests, arboriculture, and urban forestry. Trees are key. Thank you. It's time for our Tree of the Week Species Spotlight. This week's tree comes from texastreeid.tamu.edu. Ginkgo. Ginkgo biloba is also known as maidenhair tree. This deciduous gymnosperm is upright, irregular shaped, with an angular branch structure. They perform best on well-drained soils in the eastern third of Texas, but can be found in almost every botanic garden or arboretum. Their leaves are simple, alternate, 1 to 3 inches long and 2 to 4 inches wide, fan-shaped, light green, and turning lemon yellow before they turn loose in the fall. Their flowers are inconspicuous. Male and female flowers are born on separate trees. They're dioecious. They arise from spur shoots along the branchlets. An egg-shaped, fruit-like structure, three-quarters to one inch long, yellowish, with a purplish bloom, develop on female trees. A foul-smelling flesh surrounds a nut-like seed. Their tan-colored bark is mottled with dark lenticels, developing loose scales and ultimately deep fissures on old trunks. The tree is sold as a landscape specimen, and seeds can be processed into an herbal remedy for digestive problems and memory loss. Ginkgo fruit is prized in Eastern cultures for its medicinal properties and food value. This is a fascinating ancient species, which was first cultivated in the 8th century. They are the oldest known genus of living trees with fossil leaves and wood that date back 200 million years. Be sure to visit our Texas Tree Selector website to find trees which are appropriate for your planting location at texastreeplanting.tamu.edu. Upcoming tree events. In-person events are starting to pick up. Check out the calendars on tfsweb.tamu.edu and isatexas.com to find upcoming events. Need CEUs? Keep your eyes open for the various webinars from the likes of Tree Fund to keep current and be ready when it's time to renew your credential. Join us next week for what has traditionally been a controversial issue in some venues, climate change. Let's look at the issue and how TFS is engaged in this area. That's next week on Keys to Climate Change. Thanks for listening. Our agency website is tfsweb.tamu.edu. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Treevangelist and on Facebook.com slash TreesAreKey. Please take a moment and share us with your family and friends and rate and review us on iTunes. It'll help others find us. Until next week on Trees Are Key.